0: This is Eric Corey, and this is my podcast called Glittering Ignorance. Now, I wasn't sure exactly what to call this podcast, given the subject matter. I think it refers to those who typically are in the entertainment business, but not exclusively, who use the glittering lights of fame and fortune that shine upon them to demonstrate ignorance. Now, I know that sounds kind of harsh, and it's a bit of name-calling, a thing that I absolutely abhor, but I can't think of any better way to put it. So maybe if I explain what brought me to this place, and it might help us both better officially categorize this behavior. It was late in June of 2022 when Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead vocalist for the band Green Day, a 50-year-old American born in Oakland, California, went on a London stage to not only denounce his U.S. citizenship, but to also declare America as a, quote, miserable excuse for a fucking country. Now, aside from the glittering hypocrisy of a man who has made millions upon millions of dollars because of the favorable conditions in his miserable excuse for a fucking country, going overseas to tell another country how terrible your country is? It's, well, ignorant. I just can't think of a better word for it. And that's not name-calling. It's just calling out his words and his actions as plain ignorant. Ignorant of the fact that the country he can so easily insult behind its back on foreign soil... It's a country where he is idolized by millions and where he has made millions. The country where people of all colors and creeds enjoy his music and buy his recordings. The country where he can freely express his artistic skills and, and reap its financial rewards. A country that has awarded him some of the most highly coveted recognitions in the entertainment industry for his work. A country that has inducted him into its Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, is that the miserable excuse for a fucking country you're talking about, Billy Joe? What he did was like cheating on a loyal wife who paid for your college and then openly expressing your disgust for her very existence in front of family and friends. It's like calling your mother a whore for having sex with the man that would be your father. I don't care what political event or vote results or Supreme Court decision inspired such disparaging talk. It's just bad form in the extreme. And to do so in a foreign country during such volatile times, well, it just incites more volatility. And it displays a complete lack of self-awareness. And really, it just makes him look like an American idiot. But being a glittering idiot is easy when you're rich. It's kind of like a prerequisite to be in the club. And I'm not talking about good money. I'm talking about making stupid money. The kind of money that allows stupid to be tolerated. Now, Billy Joe is not the first and certainly not the only in the latest trend of ignorance on display by the glitterati who can draw an audience. He's just the most recent, and what he did, it just burns my toast like nothing before him. I don't care if he ever walks on U.S. soil again, although I'm sure he will. I just hope he doesn't. But my favorite version of this behavior is the one that perhaps started it all. That first epic act of exhibiting one's disgust for his own country in front of a large audience... The standard for anti-American protest by an American. It's what I like to call the Kaepernick experience. We all remember Colin Kaepernick, the star NFL quarterback that led the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. A guy who can make $20 million in six months for throwing a football. A guy with a fan base in the tens of millions. An international influencer at the top of his game. So he wakes up one morning and decides to shock the world with a brave act in defiance of his own country by taking one knee during the playing of our national anthem. Now, I'm sure he thought it a great act of courage to protest a bad thing. I thought it was a selfish act of self-promotion and an improper act of disrespect, contempt, and yet yeah, ignorance. Kaepernick, he did not need to desecrate an American tradition steeped in centuries of honor and pride to exhibit his displeasure with the legal system. I mean, we all have problems with the legal system and the politicians who operate it. But there is a time and a place to do that work, to make that protest. But to do so during the playing of the National Anthem in front of millions of people all over the world is not that place. You see, the playing of the National Anthem, well, it means a million different things to a million different people. Taking a moment to honor a piece of cloth with a unique configuration of stars and stripes is the one time where politics are set aside so that we can show respect for each other and for the work of all those who came before us. To kneel during the sacred event shows a complete contempt for all those who came before you, Colin, people who lived and died to set up the conditions in a country that allows you now to take the field of play in a kid's game and earn a million dollars a day. I get it, though. He wants to get the biggest bang for the buck, and that's what he was going for by simply taking one knee. He would then get the stage all to himself to air his gripe with the police. And there's a little piece inside of me that says genius, i got to be honest. But there is a much, much larger side of me that says, you fucking idiot, this is the national anthem, the one thing we can all still gather around to sing in unison, the one last sense of national unity on display that we have, and you choose to soil that with your grievance. Aside from all that... This was the laziest of all protests. I mean, he didn't have to make signs and call a bunch of people and pay other people to bring people together and form a proper and legal protest. Nah, he just had to take a knee for the one minute and 50 seconds it takes to sing the Star Spangled Banner and piss off the whole country. Now, to be clear here, it wasn't until years after his fall from the limelight that he finally form a nonprofit organization to address the problems of the mean streets, a fundraising operation for a guy who was running out of funds. Now, the tragedy of it all is that he could have made a much greater impact on his cause instead of accumulating 100 million people who now hate him and for reasons completely disconnected from his cause. He could have made history. Instead, all he ended up doing was disrespecting his sport, depriving millions of their Sunday morning passion and fomenting division, a trifecta of idiocy. See, with his level of influence, he could have brought together millions to address his issues with police brutality and in a forum and format that would have brought in millions more. He could have united people to gather for his cause and start a real political movement to address the issue legislatively, properly, the way it's always been done here in America. But that apparently was too much work for a man who had personal trainers and personal doctors and private planes and a full-time masseuse. Too much work for a guy with so much money. Now, if he had taken a moment to think about it just a little bit more, he would have taken both knees during the national anthem with hands together and eyes looking towards the sky, thanking the universe for the blessings of him being able to throw a football around for a million dollars a game. To thank the universe that you were born in the country that afforded you the opportunity to exploit your God-given abilities to their greatest potential, free from government interference and to amass a fortune. To ascend to the level of superstardom, that transcends the limits of your sport. I mean, you want to gather people for your cause, Colin? You would have to achieve that in ways you could have never imagined by having the insight of taking both knees during the national anthem. Police brutality would have ended the next day had you changed this strategy and demonstrated a more unifying form of leadership. Well, not so for Mr. Kaepernick. He's like the many people who live in this rarefied air who hold great power with their celebrity and the interconnected influence. And with this great power comes an even greater responsibility. And to use it to disparage the very thing that has given you such power can only be explained with one word. Ignorance. Please, tell me what it is, if not ignorant. And it's only because of your wealth you get that luxury. You see, people like Colin and Billy Joe never have to work another day in their life. They're set. They don't need to worry about offending anyone because... They're rich. But the 99.9% of the rest of the country does not have the luxury of openly displaying our ignorance. We lose our jobs or our businesses and livelihood if we acted like these guys. Not the case for these ignorati. They've already made theirs, and their adoring fans will forgive an occasional outburst of stupidity. It's just hard to imagine how these people who achieve the highest level of success that capitalism promises can turn around and discredit the very thing that is set to conditions that has allowed them their success. How else can it be explained if not ignorant? Now there's a whole world of people move in these circles, far removed from the commoner, yet they can so assuredly promote what they deem is the best for the common person, telling us how we should think and how we should live, and sharing their unsolicited opinions. They have long-lost connection with the real world, and they have no idea how the real world works because when Billy Joe Armstrong or Colin Kaepernick venture out of their front door, they are escorted by an entourage. And everywhere they go, the red carpet greets them. They aren't like you and me. They exist in a bubble of their own making. And in that bubble, the world that the rest of us live in does not exist. I'd like to imagine what it would be like to, to live in that bubble with all that money and all that free time to spend it. I can tell you one thing for sure. I wouldn't spend a single second of that time purposely pissing off the people who made it all possible. But that's just me. To expect better from my better maybe asking too much. And all I can do is maybe decide not to listen to any Green Day music anymore and to change the radio station when their songs come on. And I know that's not much and it won't make a bit of difference to the profit margins of the companies that promote his act. I can only decide to change my habit away from Green Day and maybe inspire others to do the same. You see hitting them in the pocketbook is still the best form of protest. And who knows, maybe millions will follow. And when there is money lost, maybe this kind of ignorance will no longer be tolerated, much less celebrated. The same holds true for Kaepernick. You know, I will never buy nor wear another piece of Nike gear in my life because of their financial support for Colin. Again, one guy isn't going to make a difference to Nike. They could care less what I think and what I buy. I don't even exist in their world. But for me, it's a matter of principle. And without principle... I'm no better than the lazy guy kneeling during the playing of our national anthem. And that goes for the rest of the ignorami that joined Kaepernick to kneel during the playing of our national anthem. A bunch of lazy-ass, overpaid athletes who found it easier to take a knee for less than two minutes to gain notoriety than to work on their own time to address an issue that would require some real work to effectively resolve. Now, if they were honestly concerned about the issue of police brutality— they would have taken a more serious approach to solving the problem by using their inflated fame and influence to form associations and protest in a proper form, and they would have made a real difference. But instead, they used their time on the job to take a lazy-ass knee to make themselves feel relevant. Now, ask yourself this. If you show up your work tomorrow wearing a, a T-shirt with a pro-gun or a pro-life or an anti-police message on it, or if you take the time at the coffee breaks to tell everybody about the hot-button issues of the day, how long before you get fired? See, what so many failed to grasp is the fact that these guys were on the clock when they made these highly visible protests. And regardless of the validity of their cause, they were representing their team, their, their employer, and an entire industry while making their personal feelings known. This was not done on their own time. And you know why? Because they're lazy, and they're selfish, and too consumed with their own brand to waste their free time working on the front lines of the thing that they claim to care so much about. You see, without the visibility that the circumstance of their employment provides, their protests would have gone unseen and unheard. So they use that circumstance to access the large audience their employer brings to them to log their complaints which then gave them the relevance that only their employer has provided. Now, if it was me, I would have fired those lazy-ass jerks in a minute, regardless of what they meant to the team. And every employer in the country has that prerogative, and the law would have supported that decision. But because we live in this uber-woke environment and uh, the high visibility of their actions, these lazy-ass dogs were able to wag the entire body of the NFL, and the NFL rolled over. Now, I'm probably the one out of touch with reality here, I'm the guy who sees these actions not for what they mean, but for what they are. Now, I'm actually in agreement with Colin Kaepernick in his desire to shed light on the problem of police brutality. I just would have found a more appropriate and effective way to lead that charge, instead of causing a ruckus that negatively affected a multi billion dollar industry and drove millions away from the league that I love, all while doing nothing to effectively advance their relevant cause. Great job, Colin. Hey, how's your career going now? This is Eric Corey. Thank you for listening.